the Pinball Network is online. Launching Final Round Pinball Podcast. It's player versus player and player versus machine. Welcome to the final round. Hello again, I'm Jeff Teolis. Hello, Jeff Teolis. I'm Martin Robbins. How are you? 78, a great year for disco. Were you ever, like, you like uh, dance music and stuff. Do you appreciate disco? Like, <laughs> I fucking love disco. We, okay, stop. What? Collaborate and listen. Let me tell you, we've had this discussion offline, everybody, about disco. I freaking love disco. Okay. I think we both agreed, actually, and then we had an, an argument, but we agreed that the number one, the best disco song of all time is I Feel Loved on a Summer, right? Like there's, there's, there's just no argument. And then for me, my second is the number one song in heaven by Sparks. And that's when you listened to it and you went, no, this isn't disco. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it was also uh, produced by Giorgio Moroda and at the same time, so it was disco. Anyway, whatever. I'm right. Giorgio is the man. No question about it. He's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was just curious. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. And we talked about it before because I said the best crossover disco song was, and you'll remember this, Blondie, Heart of Glass. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. We, we, we had that conversation. Anyway. And that was online. Um, I forget things because I'm getting older and Old. you're getting older and we're both getting older since last time you heard our podcast, <laughs> we are closer to death. <laughs> well, I would say everybody is closer to death after the last podcast in reality. Because of the podcast? That's part well, of it. Well, I would say it contributes somewhat to it. Correct. But yes, you've had a birthday this year. I've now had a birthday this year. Um, what I love is that you sent me a message and you were the first message that I saw. Bingo. And you said, it was something like, you know, happy birthday, you old fuck. And the funny thing was, I, I didn't reply exactly to that, but in my mind, I just thought, you can call me as old as you like. Add 1% and there you are. <laughs> you will always be older than me. So call me as old as you like. We're born the exact same year, a couple, not even two full weeks apart from each other. We're Correct. both Aquarius. Let the sun shine in. Uh-huh. Have I ever told you this? Oh, I'm so glad my wife doesn't listen to this program. <laughs> so I'm born in January 1970. You're February 1970. Yep. And Anne is born September 1969, my beloved wife. Okay. So you don't think that I just grill her that she's born, she's a whole decade older than I am. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be going at that all the time. Four months, I just let her have it, you know, the old broad and all that stuff. Anyway, but she correctly points out, she goes, um, but I look younger. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she, has, she makes a very valid point. She looks very young. She was away. Um, where was I going with this story? Hold on. Uh, mm, 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 mm. I don't know. Hold on, the memory. Oh, wow. You are getting old. Fuck, hold on. Where was I going with this? What were we saying before that? <laughs> About her being 69, always a decade. Fuck me. Yeah. yeah the scrap it all. I forget where the hell I'm, I mean. No, you're going to have to keep that in just so no. our viewers know how much older than me you are. Well, you can make fun of me, but we don't have viewers. They're listeners, fucko. 
We're not like YouTube. We don't do that kind of stuff or stream. We nearly did. I know where I was going with this. Okay, here we go. We're back in the room. Come on back. (laughs) (laughs) Three of you, come back. The show's gold, I promise. (laughs) By the way, even though you didn't fucking email us, we're still doing a show, you assholes. Yeah, fuckers. Okay, here we go. Um, She was away, and for whatever reason, she goes, how are things going? And she came back, and I said, I have to confess something to you, and it almost broke my heart. I said, Anne, I think I'm losing my hair. Bald is beautiful. I don't give a shit about that. But I've always had this flowing mane, this really thick, thick hair. And I thought, that's looking a little receding there. That's getting a little thin. And she had a look and she just, and, and now she won't look me in the eyes. She's known. She's known for a while. <laughs> look, I would never say anything derogatory to your face. However, I will talk to everybody else about it. And we are now talking not face to face so i can tell you as somebody that sees you very infrequently uh duh like yeah but so so am i i'm receding i i'm getting grayer every day oh i've lost that battle that's the only reason i grew it long is because it was it was darker on top and it was hiding some of the gray in the back i I shaved my side the sides of my hair so it's almost just to the skin no gray because no hair Mm, i know okay everybody Follow around top tip. If you want to stop going gray, shave your fucking head. (laughs) Or you can dye it. Or you can be like me and have your hair just naturally fall out and you'll be good. Either way, you'll get there. Yeah. See now the goatee. I've had the goatee for, I don't know, 30 years, give or take off a a year or two. And the goatee was always there to do two things. One, hide my double chin. And two, Hide my really big nose. Like I have a ma- so having glasses and a goatee hides my like massive big Italian nose. And I'm not vain by any means, am I? Let me just stop you there. I would never say anything to a <laughs> The point is that goatee is completely white. The point is you ain't hiding fuck all, man. Come on. Oh shit. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> Fuck, you know what? I, I've got topics, but the way we're going right now, could this be another 100% all pinball episode? Could we do that? Funnily enough, when I was at my birthday dinner, one of the mums, we took a photo, like the group photo. If anyone that knows me will see, there's my family, everybody, modern family, whatever you want to call it. And she looked at the photo and she's like, oh, that's a terrible photo. You need to take it again. I looked at the photo and I said, you got to understand, this is how we see you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's you. So that's what I'm saying to Jeff. That's you. You know, when people do that and they're like, oh, take another picture. I always respond with, camera doesn't fix ugly. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? My response to them is, don't fucking shut your eyes when the camera's bloody going, you know, or fucking smile properly. You're the problem. Get an app, filter it up, do the- Yeah, Photoshop fixes everything, as you know. How many people just- butter up their, you know, like get rid of all the wrinkles and just, they look like they're perfect or they're, they've just had Botox and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're all living the lie some way, aren't we? Yes, I know. Are we, are we going to talk pinball today? Welcome <laughs> to the old man bitching on the porch <laughs> yeah, about getting really off our fucking lawn uh, podcast. You know what? If we, if we did a podcast just about that, we'd probably get more listens. <laughs> so. You know what? We're going to slowly transition into that, okay? We are going to move to something else so. that actually makes money. Uh, other than that, how have your last two weeks been? Fine. You know, it's 2024. Fine. You know, getting older. Wow. 
Great answer. The truth is I didn't actually give a shit. I just wanted to talk about what I did. Yes, I won another league. Yes, the Hammer City Pinball League. Whatever. Get over it. You're used, especially in Australia, you're used to me winning things. I, sure. But what I don't know mm-hmm. is your state championships. Oh, well, the answer is we live in a province, not a state. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go yeah, to- Yeah, but it's called the state championships, isn't uh, it? Provincial in Canada. All right. But- the actual thing is called the tight championship, whatever. Slash okay. provincial. Uh, I don't know. I think I was. I think I was third. Okay. Jack Tabin won. He he was. I lost to Jack, and he's the best player in Canada, and uh, he is uh, a legend. And he won the New York State champ. I think he once won the Manitoba provincial champ, and now the Ontario. How many people can say they've won three? I know he's won two for sure. The Manitoba one, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on, but I kind of think he has. Can you explain to me what was it Manitoba? Manitoba, it's one of the Manitoba, uh, yeah, one of the prairies. It's when you go. So where's to, that? Well, it's in between Alberta and Ontario. Saskatchewan's in there too. So it's uh, one of our fuck. I hope we have ten ten provinces. Yep. Okay. So yeah, that happened. Uh, watched a. Uh, oh, by the way, rest in peace. Carl Weathers died. Uh, the voice of Mandalorian, Apollo Creed, a legendary actor. He was in Predator. Uh, I loved him as himself in Arrested Development, being a quote-unquote actor coach, trying to take Tobias Funke's money. Carl Weathers, that was kind of all of a sudden, 76 years old, and it got me thinking. Don't know who he is. You do know who he is. I know the name, and you were saying he was Apollo Creed? Yes. I saw Rocky Three. He's in it. Yeah, but but when that whenever that came out, which was eighty two, yeah, okay. So that's the only thing. And I'm pre- are you saying he was in Predator? He was in Predator. He was in Arrested Development. He was. Uh, yeah, no, I saw that he passed Mandalorian. away. Mandalorian. Who is he in the Mandalorian? Of the pinball machine, he's the voice of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's on the machine. Okay. I don't remember his character name, but anyway, just thought sure. it was good. Okay. To mention that and got me thinking. As games are coming out and we're seeing machines kind of get rethemed, if you will, if, if Back to the Future is coming, well, we've already had a Back to the Future game, uh, Jurassic Park, one of your favorite games that was done before. Games are mm-hmm. getting redone. But one game that should be redone and it would be a great theme is Rocky because the pinball machine was great. And that's a theme that's pretty universal. And don't you think that is the theme that's missing? Is Rocky the one that's got the two sets of flippers? Yeah. <gasps> I know a lot of people don't like it, but again, I love quirky Gottlieb games. I would totally have that game in my collection. I probably wouldn't play it all that often, but that was at Pimberg. Uh, I don't recall that being at Pimberg. Yeah. Or maybe it was at Pop. I remember playing it at Pimberg. Not, not in competition. Pretty sure it was. Pretty sure it wasn't. Somebody write in and yet again tell Jeff how wrong he is. Are you a big fan of the, uh, obviously the designer, that was your, the reason you love the game, I assume. I don't know who the designer is. Is it? Is it your mate? Uh, I think it's your mate. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did jail time together. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> you, you and John Trudeau go away. Just, just skirt away from this. Let's, let's move away. <laughs> <laughs> Turn away from life. Well, speaking of okay, worse. okay, all right. Speaking it's get worse. Speaking of Pimberg, congratulations. Sold out. One hundred and forty-four. It expanded from one hundred and twenty. We kind of knew it was going to be expanded. So one hundred and forty-four. They had the super supporters. They have fourteen pending satellite tournaments. So if you didn't get a ticket, there's fourteen ways still to get into Pinberg and those are going to be announced probably end of February. So that's pretty exciting. Your thoughts? Oh, I thought it was great that nobody complained about the lack of tickets and, you know, the fact that it was 
Fuck me dead. People are just whinging like fuck at the moment. Just like fuck. Just like fuck. The new name of the episode. Post that, TPN. (laughs) Share that. I just, you know, okay. I get it. People go, oh, you know, I tried and missed out. Okay. Click better. Um, I get the frustrations because it is a major tournament. I also appreciate that people, I really want to go to this. This is the one tournament. It'll get there. Just let it rebuild. That's all I can say to you. The thing that the frustrated people, which I understand because I remember the first time I got tickets for Pimberg, and let's not forget, I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning, people, because that's when they go on sale here. And the thing that was real, and you know, everyone's like clicking buttons and, oh my God, the heart's racing and whatever. And it's that when the button changes, you can actually click. You're then faced with a new screen and it's like, okay, what the fuck am I doing? Where's the drop-down box? Where do I put my name? Where do I do? And it's just, you start clicking the wrong thing and you're in the wrong field. That's what happened to me the first time is I didn't know where everything was, so I missed out. But then I think 15 minutes later, as tickets then got released for people that didn't complete their sale, that's when I got mine. I think it was the last one. If it wasn't, it was the one before. So 2018 or 2019, I didn't get a ticket. And luckily, I was in a group chat, and God bless her, Mrs. Pin. Mrs. Pin, I remember that. And why that was important was, oh, I don't know. I was emceeing the event, and I couldn't get in the (laughs) tournament. I was like, fuck. Anyway, so congratulations to those that got in. And again, watch for those satellite tournaments. I think they're going to post them on pinberg.com as they get announced at the end of February. So find one near you and maybe we'll see you in Pittsburgh. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. And again, congratulations and and thanks to all the sponsors that uh, came on board that. Something else that happened in the last couple weeks. I played Jaws. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Which model? The Pro. I don't know if there's anything but the Pros out right now. Right. Okay. I mean, I know obviously the videos have shown others, but I don't know if those are out in public consumption right now. So I played the Pro. What did you think? Looking at it, I would say if you were to guess who designed it, Keith Elwin probably wouldn't come to mind right away. Right. Very different than some of his other layouts. And then you look at some of the rules and you see the Keith touch. And of course, with Rick Nagel and Elizabeth Gieske and and those that are uh, involved in that. I enjoyed the game. It's fun. I will say this about Jaws. I don't know if I have ever heard a game where I love the sound as much as that game. The callouts were great, but it was just Mm -hmm. the intensity. That Jaws music, first of all, like I sent a note to Keith and I said, best sounding game I think I've ever heard. He goes, Twippy to John Williams then, because, <laughs> and he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, sure. Think of that intense music. Dun, 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 dun. In pinball, it kind of adds to the, not suspense, but just the pressure of, I got to make the shot, because there's a shot where the fin comes up after you get enough chum bucket shots, and, and it moves left to right, and you've got to hit it as the music's going. It sounded awesome, though. The sound of the reels when you're plunging and hitting the up top and the right. Oh, fun, 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 fun. How were the awesome call-outs from Richard Dreyfus? It was fine. You know, sure. uh, a lot of the stuff uh, you hear really a lot of movie clips. Uh, everything's in there. So I would say I heard probably an equal amount of movie clips to his voicing stuff, but the voicing stuff sounded fine. Like it, it wasn't over the top and it wasn't dominant. So it really wasn't, uh, hey, this sounds like an old man doing something from 50 years ago. It sounded fine. Sure. That's good. 
So how does it flip as far as how does it feel with the, the geometry and the layout? I didn't see one shot. I really like sometimes there's a shot. You're like, eh, I'm not a fan of that shot or. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Yep. Well, sure. The upper flipper shot. Jurassic Park didn't have one of those, but the O shot in Chaos was like, that's eh, a little tight, but it, yeah. or even the shot through the pops, but they were doable. And, you know, that they were such important shots that they had to be a little tougher. We have we've talked about the Houdini tight, tight shot. That might be mm-hmm. the all time toughest one, but uh, I thought all the shots were pretty cool and neat upper flipper and, and the way you can trap the ball. There's a code update. I love this. So you can trap the upper ball, you can press the button, and it'll lock the flipper up so you can basically flip away at the bottom while trapping up a ball on the upper flipper. But sometimes a second ball would go in there. And so what people were doing were just, once the lock ended or once the uh, upper flipper lock ended, they would just kind of quickly do a quick backhand and would go over the rollover switch and get 50,000, 50,000, 50,000, 50,000. And it was a safe thing. You could do it forever. It was like me playing Centaur at uh, Pintastic. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Code update. That shot. Now, you, you can do that. It's worth 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty awesome. That's Good. a great fuck Well you. done, guys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Stick that to you. Oh, I love it. Keith doesn't miss thing, but uh, I know he's, hey, he's a new guy. He's he's not a seasoned veteran by any means. He's he's still working things out. Give him, what, I think you said 20 more years, and, and then maybe you can... Uh, See him as one of the all-time greats. Is that how it goes, Marty? Mm-hmm. Correct. I didn't. I didn't actually put a time frame on it. I just said five years isn't long enough. Speaking of five years, let's just round down to four. I went back and listened for shits and giggles. Sure. To an old head-to-head pinball podcast. Oh, Do you remember God. that? <laughs> Vaguely, yeah. Which one? So, just I thought, how long have you guys been doing the Christmas episode? Oh, yeah. And this last one that aired, to the complaints of no one, by the way, uh, not one. (laughs) Um, It was just, it was the best complaint. (laughs) (laughs) That was the fourth year in a row you've done the Christmas episode. I didn't realize you've been off air that long. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because I have such vivid memories. In four years, do you know how many people are new to pinball that have no idea head-to-head ever existed? And and then they come across this Christmas episode and go, what the fuck is that? Who are these two assholes? Yeah, so I think <laughs> I think that's why we got that complaint from somebody that had listened to it the first time. Because they basically complained about the fact that we were being crude. Now, anybody that's listened to the show would know that's just par for the course. Like, we weren't worse or better. You know, this year we were talking about, you know, Ryan getting kissed by a guy and then, you know, the, 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 the literally ins and outs of butt sex. We're in final round two. What else, what else happened? <laughs> Whatever. But the previous year, I think, or maybe the year before, we talked about prolapsed assholes. So you, you got to understand, like, that's, that's, okay. Basically what happened, someone complained and said, oh, I'm never listening to this again. It's like, okay, well, A, we only do this podcast once a year. B, it's a dead fucking podcast. Three, no one gives a shit about that podcast. It's it's almost like, I think we've mentioned on this podcast before that we were going to call this podcast, what were we going to call it? Zero fucks given. Zero fucks given. We were, that's what we we're going to call this podcast. If there's anything less than zero fucks given, that is the current format of head to head. It's just this vessel for Ryan and I to just do whatever the fuck we like, publish it, 
and it just doesn't matter. I will uh, recap for those who haven't listened to Head to Head. If you want to go back and what are you missing? The last three Christmas episodes, we go back three years and we talk about a nude female body part that looks a lot like um, un- uncooked bacon. Um, by the way, those aren't my words. Those aren't yours. Those aren't Ryan's. No. That is Ryan's child who said this. So this is yeah, coming correct. from the mouths of babes, if you will. Uh, that yep. was that prolapsed asshole you mentioned a couple of years ago. And then what to do with the selfie mode on dialed in was the yes. last one. And mm-hmm. how do you make that picture uh, <laughs> a um, lasting memory? Let's just say that. Yeah, and correct. How, how do you get dialed in? Is really what that picture explains. So that's mm-hmm. head to head. But the episode I listened to was the first of the Christmas episodes. So it was the first time you guys came back. Sure. And such structure. You still had it. I don't know if you had your Excel spreadsheet out or your, you had show notes for sure, which we fucking do not have. No. And you just, <laughs> you were talking about, okay, let's go over the review of the year. Let's go over the games of the year. And the games of the year were Guns and Roses. Led Zeppelin had just come out. Sure. Stranger Things, you guys beat the shit out of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and obviously the game has gotten a lot better. The layout is still the layout, but they've tweaked a few things here and there. They've made it a bash toy, all those kind of things. It's certainly come a long way, kind of like Walking Dead. Like right? The Walking Dead never changed the layout, but the rules changed and it made it yep. a fun game. So uh, you were talking about all these games and it was kind of, Rick and Morty had come out. And it was neat to hear you do the reviews of the games, which in that year, so that was the end of 2020, this is before you were working at Haggis. In fact, you weren't working at all in 2020. Wow, I wasn't either, was I? You had quit your other job that you had for years and years and, and were a little yep. stress-free now, but then Correct. you were selling Jurassic Park, your LE. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny episode because Ryan talks about, uh, is it a good price? And you're like, it is a price that exists. <laughs> <laughs> It has numbers. There's a dollar sign in front of it. Yeah. It was just funny. And you were begrudgingly having to sell that game. Yeah. It was a neat episode. There were other things I want to get. Well, let's do it right now. At the end of the episode, you did something that was almost a staple of head to head. And I don't know if we have any staples on this show. Sometimes I I get you to kill people and stuff like that. We do. That might appear later on this episode. No, no, not this episode. Um, Oh. Do you want to kill somebody? Jeff. Jeff. Yes. It's appearing this episode. Fuck a duck. Oh, wow. Switching the tape. Fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Fine. If you remember what we talked about before we recorded, I think you'll know what's coming. I don't remember. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. You were doing a, you were doing a, you were doing a little uh, skit that you guys used to do called, that you actually ripped off the Slam Tilt podcast. So you called it Slam the Top 100. Oh, I do remember that. It was fun because you'd, fake google and you'd say google pick a number between one and a hundred and you'd give ryan like a shitty one in the 70s and google pick mine oh number 10 and you'd have to no guaranteed guaranteed those numbers were legit guaranteed i can tell you now what also was legit was ryan would go first he'd plug his game away and you would read off a flyer like you always do true sure and it was (laughs) only when i didn't know the game the game was flash gordon yeah, I just felt maybe the flyer could say it better than I could. <laughs> Didn't sound like you're reading at all. No, not mm. at all. Okay. Sure. Let's bring back that little. Do you know what's interesting? This is fucking weird. I've actually already got the tab open on the Pinside Top 100. And I was, before we recorded, thinking, 
oh, this would be interesting if we could bring back the random pinball generator, which Nate from Coast to Coast used to do, and talk about a game in the top 100. That was as far as it went. But I've actually still got the tab open right in front of me. We'll do it next week. Okay. We'll do it the way the Slam, the top 100 feature did on Head to Head. Okay, sure. But not this episode. We're going to do a variation of it just to get people eased into it. Ooh, whet the appetite. I get a lot of feedback. I really do. What's Marty's beef with Elwin? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Fuck off. I do. Fuck off. That's fuck. Ten emails a day, maybe? I don't know. Stop. A couple of texts? No. But I do get asked that. And I'm like, first of all, it's shtick. And I think Marty has, if I'm being honest, I think he has trouble admitting sometimes he may be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so. He will not back down on that seasoned veteran thing. He will not. Ever. And so just at, randomly, just listening to that episode, you were talking about how you loved John Borg. This is 2020, December 2020. Oh, okay. So you're, cons- I'll give you this. You are consistent. You've always been a massive Borg fan and, and I am too. And we all are. He makes great games. But when we were going over the games in a recent episode on Final Round, we were talking about Borg's lineup versus Elwin's, and you were hell-bent that Borg's were just as good. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. What is, in your opinion, the best John Borg game? I can think of two. Yeah, I can think of two. You can pick. Okay. So it really comes down to Metallica or The Walking Dead for me. Okay. And I think- There's a winner there, by the way. Both have Lyman Code, so- both Borg designs. Both Lyman Code changed the game, like really enhanced it. But if I had to have either of those games in my house, I would pick Walking Dead. Well, you picked 1B. That's fine. It's a great game. No question about it. Sure. Metallica is the better game. But the funny thing is I, I kind of agree with you. And I've always said that Metallica is Stern's best game that they've ever made. Up until Jurassic Park. I think Jurassic Park is ah, now. Ah, now here's where this fun part goes with Slam, <laughs> the top 100. I will defend what you just said is my boy, Keith Elwins. You could have picked any game, but you just said his best is Jurassic Park. I think it is true. Yep, I agree. For the next 60 seconds, you will tell me why <laughs> The Walking Dead is better than Jurassic Park, and then I'll have 60 seconds. And then as the show okay. went, we'll go 30 seconds to attack the other one. So it's more rah-rah for the first 60 seconds each and then bashing the other person's stupid argument. So okay. good luck to you, Marty. Do you want to grab a flyer? No, I can go first. I can go first, yep. yep. So which one am I picking? Metallica. Yeah, uh, hold on. Just type in Walking Dead Flyer Awards, blah, blah, blah. Well, wait, wait a second. Am I doing Walking Dead or am I doing Metallica? Stalling is what you're doing, but uh, Walking Dead is the one you're doing because that you said that was you had to pick that. I would have chosen Metallica. You would have had a better argument. You still would have lost, but still. No, I, this is what I said. If I had one at my home, I would pick Walking Dead, but I still reckon Metallica is the better game. It's what I said. Did you not listen? I said Metallica is a better game. Do you want to switch to Metallica? You can pick either one. Um. Yeah. Look, I will. Uh, I don't know. I mean, oh, I fucking I, get off the fence. Doesn't it hurt? Pick one for me. If you want a chance to win, you pick Metallica. Okay, let's go Metallica. Go ahead. 60 seconds on the clock. Okay, first thing I'm going to start with is the art by Dirty Donnie, which absolutely revolutionized the art in pinball. It's when people went, I didn't know a game could look this good. Then you've got 
Lyman code over the top of it. What's great about Metallica code is that you are always in a mode. You just don't know that you're in a mode because you're either going for Sparky, you're either going for the snake, you're either going for the ramps, which is the, I don't know, whatever it is. Is it Lady Justice? I don't know. But working your way up to what could possibly be one of the best mini wizard mode where you actually have the options. My favourite is Fade to Black because I think Fade to Black is Metallica's best game. Where all the lights just go down, down and down. Best, it is, best song. But then the lights go down until it's all just blue. and And it just, it lets you play the play field rather than just making you concentrate on one thing. That's what I love about Metallica. You as a player have choice. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Jurassic Park by Keith Elwin, the seasoned veteran. My (laughs) goodness, God. This is his second game mass produced after the smash hit that is Iron Maiden. It is the Twippy Award winner. It was released at Pinburg, everybody got to see several of these machines. The lineups were ridiculous. And still to this day, they're still making the game. The game was perfect. And then, you know what they said? You know what? We're going to throw in another code. We're going to add this Nedry thing here. Oh, my God. It's better. I got to get it. It's so good. They vaulted it. 30th anniversary. Whether you have the pro, pro's absolutely fine. You've got uh, multiple flippers. It's always fun to have three flippers. That tough shot through the pops, the paddocks, the the dinosaur that moves is is something that certainly people like. You owned the Ellie and you said you never got sick of it. So Jurassic Park, probably perfect code. Tough shooter. My God, you can spell chaos. You can do Raptor, multi-ball. There's just so much there. System boot. Oh, it goes on and on and on. Jurassic Park, the better game. Okay. Jurassic Park is known as the hardest game in pinball. So hard, in fact, people say it's not enjoyable. I know someone who's got a collection of games and everybody that comes over will play every other game except for Jurassic Park because they say this is not fun. And that's not even the O shot. Don't even like, you know, guys, we can never hit the O shot. Let's just face it. (laughs) But this one... (laughs) This is sexist, this game. <laughs> I've got nothing. It's a fucking great game, but it's fucking, it's hard. It's hard and it breaks all the time. That it's, it's just a game that Stern's made that just breaks all the time. That last bit's not, not true. Just so I can just, it's not true. I'm like, please don't hate me, Keith. I love you. <laughs> well, I love Metallica. So it's hard for me to bash this, but there are some, I do think it's one of their best games of all time. It is the great Lyman code. Unfortunately, it's not the hardest game to play because if you're playing to a novice, you know, try to describe Jurassic Park and well, hit the white shots, start T-Rex. You got to really get into it, which makes you want to play again and again and again. Metallica. Oh, what do I do? See that Sparky? Just hit it over and over again. Good things will happen. All right. And good things can happen. And that's, uh, fine for novices and, and stuff. The music is not to everyone's liking. That's a big factor for sure because how many people have changed it, whether it's with pin sound or whatever, uh, to change the music. Dirty Donnie art, yeah, it's great. It's unique. He kind of did it again on Aerosmith and then where did it go? What happened? That's it. You're done? You're done? That's it. Come on, you're running out of stuff. <laughs> you're running out of gin. <laughs> Do you know what? I literally just took my last sip of gin. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
listeners who fail to email us. No, that's actually not true. We did get an email. But uh, let us know who won Slam the Top 100 and was it Jurassic Park or Metallica? Who had the better argument? Okay. Correct. And keep in mind, as you listen back and hear all the points, just how much Marty bashed Keith Owen. Just keep that in mind. That's all I want to say. <laughs> also, when you listen back, just note how much Jeff didn't actually talk about Jurassic Park in his first section. He actually didn't talk about the game. Like, hmm. didn't mention the layout, Chaos. didn't mention the sound, didn't mention, no, System you barely said. Going through the pops. No, he just talked shit. Raptor multiball, so, T-Rex. Everyone will, everyone know, I've won. Yeah, um, a lot of it. So, <laughs> how dare you say I've got a problem with not winning? <laughs> 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 oh, by the way. Oh, funny. And if you want to listen back for the argument, you don't even have to listen back because did you hear? I guess it's been out for a little while, but I kind of noticed it listening to another podcast. I was like, what the what the what? Spotify and iTunes now transcribe podcasts. No oh, way. Yes. Do they really? Yes. So each week we have to come up with a word and just see how they transcribe it. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I'll give yourself some time. We can do it at the end of the show. Hey, Spotify, iTunes, transcribe this, and we'll see if they come close to it. So work on your word. I'll give you a little yep. bit of time, unless you've got one right now. Well, yeah, hopefully they know how to translate Australian. It was actually funny enough, somebody, fuck, what's his name? Alan, Alan Hecht? Is it Alan Hecht? Somebody I know? Yeah, you do. Cut this until I get this. No, I had to put my fucking balding thing in there where I couldn't <laughs> No, it's remember. Jason. Jason Hecht. Jason. I know Jason. You know, Jason. His wife, Elaine, uh, messaged me the other day. She said, we're at an Australian-style restaurant here in Arizona, and the signs on the, bas- ba- on the bathroom- oh, Fuck, I'm- Yeah. Keeping that drinking. all in. That's all in. Yeah. Transcribe that. Yeah. This is- <laughs> You've got your work cut up for you. said, the signs on the bathroom doors say, Sheila's and blokes- is yeah. that what you guys call men and women? That's slang. Yeah. Have you ever heard the have you ever heard the term Sheilas and blokes? I haven't heard blokes. I've heard Sheilas a lot. Yeah. But I, I I mean it's it's more making fun of Australians. I mean, there's you don't need to do that. There's lots of things you can do. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially people visiting from Canada. Oh, what a mm-hmm. joke they are. Mm-hmm. Um just keep going to New Zealand. It's much better. Yeah, Sheilas and blokes is is actually, yes, Sheila is a, a woman, mm-hmm. bloke is a guy, mm-hmm. but you really wouldn't, you wouldn't really, if you were of a certain socio-demographic level, you wouldn't refer to somebody as a bloke or a Sheila. But if you were in a country town outback, you might. So you're saying like, that's what Dr. John probably calls yes, men and women. absolutely. Take that, Dr. John. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. You know, we're very careful on this show. <laughs> of course. And you can hear it in the edits. You can hear it in the fact that we listen to each other. I've been watching a bunch of streams lately, and I love watching all kinds of different ones. I must follow 100. Whenever there's a competition, I like to watch that. For the love of God, people, if you're commentating and there's somebody else commentating and somebody is talking, let the other person finish as opposed to talking over each other. Holy fuck, is it ever annoying. And to prove that to you right now, Marty and I, for the next minute, are not going to let each other talk. Marty, what's on your mind right now? 
Well, I, I agree with you care. about. No, I don't know. I, I understand, but you're I've also idiot. heard you over talk everybody when bullshit. you're streaming as you're well. A fucking liar. When you're commentating, no, you constantly always, talk over oh, people listen. all the time. You're the and fucking. And I've actually heard Stephen Bowden actually you. sort of sigh, bullshit. going, "Oh my god, Steve will loves- Jeff fucking Teolis let me get a fucking word in?" <laughs> I mean, if you want more of that, we can do that. <laughs> I just prefer we that can, we separate. We can absolutely. Do that. By the way, uh, transcribe that part. Yeah, <laughs> good one. No, okay. Really good segue. Speaking of Stephen Bowden. Yes, sir. Can we talk about American Pinball? Yes. Because I have feelings. I have feelings. I have thoughts. I have some words that I feel I need to say. There was an article that reported on the fact that American Pinball, oh, maybe- Potentially, allegedly, up for sale. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, I know you saw that because you then got Dave Fix on and, and, and then did a, an episode about it. But what happened was somebody on a stream mentioned that they got a text saying that Aimtron, who's the parent of American people, was looking for a buyer. Then there was a news article that was produced and then everybody was dumping stock Everywhere. Hmm. Oh, it's terrible. And that's why they're not answering calls. And that's why this, oh, it's, it's end of days. It's Armageddon. It's all over. And then American people came out and went, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Not their exact words, but they're like, it is absolutely not true. So that rumor started on our friends podcast <laughs> on the pinball party podcast. Sure. It was kind of at the end of the show. Sure. And it was, it was Kyle that, it, that had said it, but <sighs> I'm frustrated because I work for a pinball company and I'm frustrated because that is really poor journalism that you heard a rumor, you posted an article because you desperately wanted to be the first person to mention it without actually validating that rumor caused all this angst. And then American people come out going, it was categorically not true. So it's frustrating for me because that just causes noise and headaches and problems for a company that is trying to do their best when it's just not true. It's just a false thing that then just goes now out into the pinball community. And it's just, even though they've come back and said it's not true, I don't think the whole thing's reset itself. You know what I mean? Like I think still people think that there's doubt there and I think that's a problem. There you go. I've said it. I think it's a problem too. And have you ever wondered- because I certainly do. All kidding aside that we do on this podcast, the fun I do on other podcasts and commentating and all that kind of stuff, my bread and butter job is being a broadcaster for 30 years and knowing the laws and what you say can sometimes be slander, which is illegal. If you're going to write this, it's libel. You need to be very careful. And I've often wondered how many podcasters, how many uh, journalists or bloggers, if you will, really know those laws and mm. they better be fucking careful. No, but I, I know that you know, because I, I just, for you listener, there's been some times when I've said something or when I've told Jeff that I want to say something and he's like, well, hang on, you've got to be mindful that bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, okay, shit, I fucking won't say it then because absolutely I do not want to get in trouble. If Keith knew what we cut out with you said about him, <laughs> he would be. <laughs> just this, what's this thing about Keith? I Love Keith. Keith is mm. awesome. I gave him a fucking Rusak 
Not many people can say that. I know a lot of people with the Rusacks, so uh, come on. From me, mm-hmm. there was only eight of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Scott Denise was another one. Anyway, yeah. Keep going. Anyway, so the thing of it is, is that I, I think about, <laughs> here we go. I, <laughs> I think about the people at American Pinball, right? The people that we know. And the, the two main people that I know are now part of Who Will Jeff Kill? Oh, 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 no. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. Basically, what's happening? First is- of all, you love this. <laughs> like you ask me every week, oh, hey, can we kill this? I fucking love this right now. I fucking love this. Right this second, I'm fucking loving this. All right. So, what's happened is two people that work at American Pinball, and let's just say David Fix and Stephen Bowden. They walk into the factory floor and there's a piece of electrical equipment that looks like it's on fire and it's about to explode. Only one of those people can move the other person out of the way and the other one's just going to explode into an inferno and die. Jeff, you're the person that can warn the person to get out of the way and the other person will be incinerated by that piece of equipment. Who will it be? Who will you call to say, hey, get out of the way? Is it going to be Stephen Bowden or David Fix? You know, both those people listen to this podcast, right? Yes! I know exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) Damn you. (laughs) Okay. This is an easy one, as Marty likes to say Uh, once in a while. This This is a piece of cake. Sure. What you don't realize about these two gentlemen is they're both very, very gracious. You know, if you were to ask them individually, you have a chance to save yourself or the other person. They're both going to say, I'm saving the other person. You know, they're jumping on the grenade, if you will. So it's a battle of who gets there first, really. And this has nothing to do with who's going to win in a foot race because they're both going to try to save each other. But David Fix is going to be the one to push Keith out of the way because what you don't who's, realize, who's, he, who's he pushing out of the way? He's pushing Steve out of the way so Steve doesn't die. And why he's doing that is, by the way, this is logical. It makes sense. He's probably done this in his life. Is that handlebar mustache of his is actually like a Swiss Army knife. There are actually grappling hooks in there. So he's locking on the grappling hook to one end, pushing Steve away. And as the explosion happens, sure, he gets a little burnt, little... There might be some problems there, but he is swinging to his freedom by hanging on that grappling hook of a mustache. It's saving his life. Sure. So you're making a lot of stuff up, first of all, but I really just want to summarize by saying, so you've called Stephen Bowden and said, Stephen, get out of the way. And you've said, David, fix, you're on your own. Do it. Like if you've got Mm, all your MacGyver stuff, mm. sure. But ultimately what you've said is, I am only going to guarantee that Stephen Bowden survives. David Fix, Hold on. you're on your own. That's, that's, that's all it is. It's just ones and zeros here. That's it. That's it. You've either got to save one, amateur, amateur arrow. This I'm going to read the transcribe from, uh, are you talking over me again? Because you better not talk <laughs> over me. I don't want to hear you talk over me. <laughs> I don't want to hear you talk over me. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm trying to say something and you're laughing in the background. I've got a point to say. You still are laughing. I just love the bit when you go, Listen, don't talk to me. Don't, no, don't talk to me. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Stop. Oh my God. I love 
Don't talk over hey, me. Hey, I told hey, you not to. I'm hey, talking. Talk I've got please the talk conscience. Conscience. All right. I'm the one. Please talk over me. Hey. Are you done? If you go back and listen to the transcribe, you will see that you worded the question. The other person saves the other person. I have no decision on it. I said, you, you've got to call them. I said, fine, fine. So you want David Fix to die? That's what you're saying. Cool, good. No, got it. Next. that would be, that would be slander. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, the selfish person in me would say, actually kill Steve Bowden because he's a fucking great pinball player and I'm trying to compete against him. I just think Dave Fix finds a way to get. You gave me one of those bullshit scenarios like the deserted island. You you had you said Mrs. Pin will make a boat. Blah blah blah. So I'm getting out of it the same way you're getting out of it. Yeah, I've had years of practice of trying to worm, find well, a loophole and get my way out of it. This is your first attempt. Just like playing pinball tournaments in Australia, one for one, baby, <laughs> the winner. Yep, that's right. One cock mug, and there you go. Big competition. Um, <laughs> so, what else? So, okay. Well, we talked about it before. I just wanted to note that of the ones that I know, so our state championships happened in Australia, right? So yes. your mate, Tony Chirillo from WA, so you've met him when he came over to Indisc. He won the Western Australia championships. Paul Jones, PJ, awesome guy uh, from New South Wales, he won. Simon Peel. Now, you know Simon Peel. Peel is great. Yep. Peel is awesome. He won Victoria. And Jason Lambert, yet again, won Queensland. All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is this. I know, look, there's other states as well. I don't know their results. I'm sorry, guys. But I want to say this. Those four people are all awesome. Yep. But fuck, we love an underdog, don't we? Like, they, all these four people are the best. I'm like, oh, okay. The best people won. But the way this competition works is anyone can win on any given day. No question about it. But it is uh, usually the better person prevails because it's not just one game. It's several games. I don't know if Australia had the same rules, but we had to play a best of, I think, six, first person to four. But if it was tied three to three, it would go to a seventh game or maybe even nine games. I can't remember. And usually those people prevail. So uh, when you mentioned all those names, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, they're great players. So they're like the best. They're the best of the best. Yeah, they really are. They really are the best of the best in each state. But normally you'd go, okay, there's three names you go expect. And then there's one. Ooh, that's a bit of a wild card. I'll give you a wild card. Mm. Do you know who won? <laughs> Do you know who won one of our provinces? No. Orby Albert. Oh, no way. He did. He won, he won out in the Maritimes, which great guy. But yeah, the. Uh, he won out, out in the where? Maritimes. Okay. I don't know what that is. I don't know if he won on. Prince Edward Island or Nova Scotia or New Brunswick. He won one of those. And I'm sorry, Orby, I, I forget which one, but uh, there you go. Pinball Nerds Podcast representing. Yeah, well done, Orby. So there's your underdog. Okay, cool. That's good. And so when do we see the Nationals? When is that happening? Early March at District 82. It's yep. kind of back to back, I believe, I'm pretty sure, with Pin Masters, one of the Stern Pro Circuit events. So I think they do the... North American Championship Series to begin with, and then Pin Masters goes on. So that's kind of a it's a tough tournament to get in. I think only fifty eight players. So the combination of the states and the provinces, and the winner of that, if they already aren't in the World Championships, will get to go to IFPA nineteen at Jim Belcito's place uh, in Southern California in June. So I will say hi to them then because I get to go to that too. My fourth world championship. Awesome. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, no, it, 
yeah, I don't really know if I'll be able to. These are tougher and tougher to make, and the new rules are are great rules. It makes it a little harder, but uh, I'm honored whenever I get to represent Canada. It's fun. Which is the is it? It might be the Stern tournament, but which is the one where it's the ladder format? Stern Pro Circuit used to do that, and they oh. quickly the one that Carl won. They pretty much it was a one and done. They kind of did something similar to that. Uh, I think there were kind of group match plays, and then it went to a ladder format. I think that's the one Josh Sharp won the very first year of the Stern Pro Circuit, and then they've stopped doing that since. It's just sorry to say this. It's a shitty, shitty format. No, it's fucking terrible. No. Do you know what? For a player, it's really shitty because you can travel all the way across the world or or the country and get out in round one. That's a bit shitty. But as a spectator, it was kind of interesting. Okay. I disagree. I didn't find it interesting at all. I just think it's, I just felt for the players being in that position. And But wasn't there another tournament on at the same time? So it wasn't. Let me give you an example. Stern Pro Circuit, the same tournament we were talking about, the uh, ladder format. I had to put my very first time ever at the Stern Pro Circuit. They took the top 40 players. I was 40th, dead last. In my group, Trent Augenstein, Bowen Karens, and your nemesis, Keith Owen. Okay, those are three of the greatest players, certainly of the last few years, if not all time. Like just Trent has probably played more tournaments than maybe anybody in the world next to Bob Matthews. So he certainly knows what he's doing. Did very well. Keith Owen, the GOAT, and, and Bowen is is, you know, one of the all-time great. We watch his videos, his tutorials. So the first game we played was Meteor. And just imagine if this was some sort of ladder match. I came in second. I beat Bowen and Keith on that game. If that was to eliminate Bowen and Keith, that would have sucked. Because the better players prevailed because they did better on the next two games. And and that knocked me out. I think Bowen and I both got knocked out. Keith and Trent advanced. So one game format, no, I don't like it at all. Okay, cool. As a spectator, it was lots of fun. <laughs> and I say and I say that because I don't know what year it was where somebody just I don't know, they might have started for those people that don't can you explain the ladder format? Because there's probably people here going, What the fuck are you talking about? But is it something that's easy to explain? Yeah, in mainstream, uh, if you watch the last Austin Powers movie, you'll see Dr. Evil climb a ladder and right behind him is Austin Powers and he goes Dr. Evil, I always knew you were crazy, but now I can see you're nuts. I like it very much. As he's looking up his crotch. That's the ladder format. Oh, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. The ladder format is you've got four people in a game. You're playing one game. Whoever comes in last, see you later. You're gone. And then the next highest ranked person comes joins in. the group of four. So as one person gets knocked out, the next one up comes up. Yep. So I just remember there was one year. I can't remember who it was. If you mention it, I'll, I'll remember it, but obviously. And it was somebody that came in probably in like round three and they just made it all the way to the end. Every round, round after round. Who was it? So the old Papa championships used to be like that, I believe. So the, it used to be the Papa circuit before it was the Stern Pro circuit. And it was top 20. And coming in at number 20 based on one or two tournaments that they played was a man by the name of Daniele Achari from Italy. He was 20th. And ran the gauntlet and won it all. There you go. I didn't see that one because I know the one that I saw, they they actually lost, I think, in the final round or maybe the round beforehand, but they gave it an absolute crack. And I think Jason Werderick did that recently. I think he, he he had a pretty good run. I know he was in the first match and I thought I could be wrong, but I thought he did really well. Yeah. 
but as I'm saying, like when you're now rooting for somebody that's just going through the gauntlet, it's, and the, I just remember the chat was going bananas because everybody, every single person was just all on this one person. Just get through, keep going, keep going, keep going. It was awesome. But as I, I, I totally agree with you. If, if you're just in and then you're out first round, how much fun was that as an actual player? Not a lot, I'd imagine. I think I, I've had some conversations with Josh Sharp this week. All kidding aside, we're friends and, and I love the work he does. I think he is wonderful for competitive pinball. There, I said it. And he cares. And I do think not everything is perfect. I don't like the rule change here in 2024 that says uh, if you're playing in a tournament and a lot of Sundays you would see kind of like a three strikes tournament, almost like a consolation tournament, and you would have players be playing in the playoffs and then there would be this three strike tournament or something like that also running for the people that didn't make the playoffs. Well, the new rule is those people in the playoffs, if they want to play in that three strikes, they're allowed to play and you have to wait for them to finish whatever game they're on in whichever tournament they're on. So you can imagine the logistical nightmare of how long that would take as you're waiting in both tournaments for this one. And I, I'm going to say it out loud, selfish person who has to have both of those. Now, I also side with them in the sense that if you were paying for a whole weekend of tournaments and you didn't get to pay that, that's also bullshit. So maybe you get refunded, whatever the three strikes tournament happened. But to want to play both, come on. That's just, to Josh, it's a it's a scheduling error, not a player error. I said to him, well, as somebody who runs tournaments, you think of the people coming out of town who are renting a hotel room on that Saturday night, and they don't know if they're going to make the playoffs until Saturday night at midnight. They're already there. They want something to do Sunday. Give them something to do Sunday. And he suggested doing other format tournaments. And and those are possible too. Or do what Indisc did. And they just ran a Sunday tournament that wasn't IFPA. So uh, those are other options now. Okay. Cool. Did you even listen to any of that? No. None of it. What a fucking... Here's the word right now. You... You said Josh and I'm like, uh, okay. More Why? changes to Whoppers. By the way... Josh noticed our last episode when I bagged the Pulp Fiction code. I have noticed in watching Carl D'Angelo, the code has changed slightly. And kudos to making the changes to make the modes worth a little more. And, and uh, you know, th- that observation at Indesk was noticed by a few people. And uh, good on Josh and Raw Thrills and Chicago Gaming and everyone involved in that to, to make those changes for a very fun game. So I told Josh, I said, I will respond to what we said last episode that uh good on you i mean that hey listen like we just talked about jaws he noticed something right away with people backhanding that little switch back and forth and back and forth from fifty thousand points and they'd be there all day he made it 10 points like <laughs> so in the case of the modes he's now made certain modes worth more and and how the i forget what the grand mode is it's basically how you do in the other modes determines the jackpot brilliant quick fix well done game's awesome yeah, no, I look, obviously, you know, I watch every every time someone's streaming Fathom, I watch it because I want to see how they're playing and what they're enjoying and what they're not enjoying. So I can make enhancements if I need to. Are there a lot of streams out there for the uh, Revisited? Yeah, if you watch Pride Pinball, Pride Pinball is the one that streams the most. Okay. So thanks, Pride Pinball. You're awesome. But yeah. All right, we'll check it out. I'll see if they've got some VODs. 
I think Spotify is already. I don't think we need to come up with any stupid words or anything like that because no, I think we're speaking Canadian and Australian. That's enough. Anything else, Marty? No, that's really it. We are recording this on Saturday, February the tenth here, so Sunday afternoon for you here in North America and really globally. The big thing is happening tomorrow. It's the Super Bowl. Marty, do you even know who's playing in the Super Bowl? No, I have no idea. I, I am assuming it's golf. Super Bowl is football. Okay. What I love about Australia is you actually have a holiday for the, it's, is it the grand final? Yeah, we call it the grand final, AFL grand final. Yeah, we, have, we do actually have a, a public holiday the day before. The day before? Yep. It's not even on the day. It's the day before. What day of the week is the grand final? Saturday. So everyone's off Sunday anyway. So the Super Bowl, it happens on Sunday, and it's the most watched television event of the year. It even does better than Eurovision. Eurovision does well, but it's uh, Super Bowl is really it. I mean, it's $7 million to run a 30-second commercial on the Super Bowl. Now, playing in it are the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know anything about the Kansas City Chiefs and maybe their number one fan? No, but I know the 49ers, they had a really good Italo House song in the 90s. There is a big fan of the Kansas City Chiefs who happens to be dating one of the tight end players. Uh, Have you Googled? Googled, uh, That's the name of the position. Yeah, tight end. (laughs) Am I Googling tight end? No. God, Safe results on. (laughs) She goes by the name of Taylor Swift. Maybe you've heard of her. Sure. She is playing a concert. Actually, as we speak right now, Saturday night, I might be done, depending on the time. Uh, she's probably done. In Tokyo. I think it, that's where she's playing in Japan. So she's got to fly back to Vegas for the uh, Super Bowl. But she's TV is all over her. And anyway, I just want you and I to predict the score of the game. You pick who you think is going to win the game. Is it going to be San Francisco or Kansas City? Who is the 49ers? San Francisco 49ers. Yep. They're going to win. Are you sure? Yes, I'm absolutely positive. But Kansas City City Chiefs are really good too. Which one is it going to be? Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the score is going to be hmm, 25-22, probably in overtime. So I'll try to get this out as quickly as possible so you can make some gambling bets. There's $23 billion being bet on this. Yes, that is true. That's pretty sick. I think that's just in the US alone. Always trust final round to give you the goods. We know what that, when it comes to sports, Marty. Oh man. Come on. I am all over them sports. I don't want to talk over each other, but let's talk sports for a second. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Do, do, what do you think? Is it football? Is, no, I got to tell you though. No, I think. I'm really fo- disappointed now. As much as I Usher love baseball. Is who's going to be the half pine. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fine. Usher, I was more of a Lady Gaga Who the fan. hell? But football well, he hasn't is even big had a song here in North- years. Anyway, like, the point is, all right. Good luck, Spotify. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody. See ya. Bye.